0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everything in between, uh, welcome to The Kevin Clifton Show and this is a really, really exciting day. Um, I've been trying to get Katie Piper um, on my podcast for quite a while. We we keep talking about trying to make it happen and um, trying to make our schedules work because Katie's ridiculously busy and and I'm always sort of doing doing my musical and on voice rest and things like that. And uh, we've finally been able to... Make it happen. Um, so, Katie, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. I feel really bad that I'm encroaching on your voice rest period. No,
0: no, no. This is totally <laughs> worth it. This it's is definitely not voice <laughs> <yes. waste> rest. <laughs> <though>. No, this <laughs> is <laughs> not. No, no. If I sing bad tonight, it's, it's okay. We're gonna have a great podcast out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you've been working today as well, haven't you? You've been doing yeah other, other stuff. Well, on
1: just... so obviously I'm a mum. So last week was half term. So I kind of took the time off to be with my kids. Oh yeah. So then I came back to lots of work, but actually. I love what I do. I feel really fortunate to be able to say that I do a job that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um so being busy for me actually is is in a way an addiction. Like I'm yeah. a productive person, I like being busy. If I'm not busy I take on extra things. So yeah. And yeah, I, I never kind of oh, see it as a feeling. negative thing. You know?
0: No, I know that feeling. Yeah. And I bet I bet there's times when you go, um, oh do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna have a couple of months off. I've decided I'm gonna have a couple of months off and then summit comes in and you yeah. go yeah, definitely want to
1: do that. And I'm terrible. Like I, I'm kind of manic. Where like, if I'm off, off, and really don't have anything to do, I decide to go and empty out all the drawers in the kitchen and like rearrange them. And, oh like, no way! Yeah, <laughs> and like clean out the garage and just do like weird stuff. You can't relax like, at all. No, or like we live near the forest, so I'll just like go for a ten k run around the forest. Like yeah. Oh wow! So, a ten k run. Well, not always ten k run. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm training at the moment for a half marathon for my oh, yeah. charity. Yeah, so I'm trying to sort of build up slowly. So when when. Yeah. When's the run? It is in May, so is that soon? What is it now? February, March? April, May? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Time. I am one of these people that always likes the idea of it, the idea of like doing a marathon. But then when I look at like just how much has to go into it, you can't just turn up on the day and run. Like, yeah. Just like how much no. has got to go into it? I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if I can. But I like
1: the accountability. You know, if you like make it public and make a fundraising page, then yeah. there's accountability of like I can't embarrass myself. I yeah. have
0: to do this. You know. Oh uh, yeah, totally that's why I'll, i never commit to it in the first place <laughs> <Why's> <laughs> like move, once why's you've you... committed to it you got to do it yeah um yeah so one one of the um reasons like there's many reasons why i, I was really looking forward to like having you on, on the podcast what what i normally do when i'm on, on my podcast is um i talk to different sort of creatives or performers you know people that do different things and, and usually it's a case of like oh uh, please welcome this singer, da 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 or this actor. Yeah. you've done loads of different stuff, like you're very sort of diverse in in everything you do you you've um, you've made documentaries, you're a presenter, you uh, you've written how many books have you written?
1: I'm, I'm my seventh book now. yeah seventh book, yeah, yeah. Um, Still don't know the grammatical difference between there and there. <laughs> so <laughs> shameful. Um,
0: <laughs> you you have uh, your own charities. Uh, you're a speaker. You, yeah. do, you do a lot of pub- public speaking as well. Um, yeah. Just uh, you started out in sort of like modelling and stuff like that. Like you've At done five s-
1: foot two. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you've done, you've
0: done so many different things. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that that I want to ask you about because that's really interesting to me rather than just sort of boxing yourself in as this is what I am yeah um obviously we met on Strictly Come Dancing
1: yeah so it was last year no no it's year at, before uh, 2018
0: it? series wasn't it yeah yeah yeah
1: because yeah, Kelvin's won this
0: year is that yeah. this year or last, year? No, the, that's last the, year yeah the 2019 series Kelvin yeah. won yeah okay um and we met on the 2018 series yeah and I uh, so I thought there, there was I think there was four people that I was thinking we we're always the pros we we're always there going like who do you think you're going to get who's, right. who's who's it going to be like who's going to be your partner and um for me I'm always looking at heights because I'm sort of you know one of the smaller boys yeah um and uh I, th- I thought there was it, it was out of four it was either going to be like Stacy I think maybe Ashley Roberts and there was you, and someone else, I can't remember. Yeah. And Lauren. Because
1: I think me but and Stacey are similar height. Yeah. And then Lauren and Ashley are t- maybe a few inches taller than us, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then... You I know, did we
1: dance with you in the mix. Yeah, we though. did dance yeah. together a bit, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, and then it came down to when you're really trying to reason it out, you're going like, mm, I don't think it's going to be that because of this, or I don't know, the partner that you had last year, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then in my head, I'd got down to, I think it's going to be Katie or Stacey. Right, okay. Which I've been really Good process of elimination (laughs) yeah Yeah. um i I was like i'm yeah i'm all right this year because like they're they're both really nice i danced with katie in the um in in the the first little meetup bit yeah there's so many points that i want to say but like first of all what what made you want to do strictly
1: um i'd spent like a long time working with channel four so i was in like an exclusivity um arrangement with them for like seven eight years and it was brilliant like it allowed me to rebuild my career my life buy a home um have maternity leave and I did a lot of kind of hard-hitting documentaries, some personal journeys about my own story, some meeting other people with similar injuries and and living with Mm disfigurements, but then uh, totally different uh, topics, going into prisons, going into hospitals, and every year Strictly would ask me, do I want to do Strictly? And it would have meant leaving Channel 4, which was a lot of security for me. Right. And every year I was like, well, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing here and I still can't dance, so no. And then, <laughs> and then after about the fourth or fifth time it came in and I thought, do you know what, maybe it's time, you know. And I've never really done anything kind of light-hearted. I've mm. never worn sequins on telly. Like, I've <laughs> never had a spray tan for telly or anything like that. So I thought, okay, like maybe it's good to take a risk and do something a little bit different.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought that I'd been asking you for years. Did you have to do... Um Like the little auditioning process bit.
1: Yeah, so I had Giovanni who danced with me, and I'd never watched Strictly. Like, obviously, I knew of Strictly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I knew of people that aren't in it anymore. I knew of like Brendan Cole yeah. and James uh, and Ola. Yeah, and, like, yeah, but yeah. So when I went to dance, I didn't really know that Giovanni was like a person in the show. Right. So I was just like, oh, he's sexy. This seems good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Then I was like, oh God, he's really sexy. It's embarrassing actually. No, <laughs> like, Because you know, like for a normal civilian like me, I have never pressed up against someone I've just met and danced with them. Yeah. Like not even drunk in the bar, you know? So I was just like, this is awkward and all these are like watching us and you know it was just really out of my normal job and it was daylight and we were sober you know yeah and then he was so he was really nice actually because i was like totally amateur and he kind of picked up on that um and he didn't make me feel stupid or anything which was really a great experience for the first time oh my god it sounds like losing my virginity (laughs) (laughs) literally um and then i came away thinking like oh is that an audition then have i not necessarily got the job to go on the show mm. and they kind of left a bit confused and was like okay let's see what happens
0: yeah cuz i think they just have that process just to see it's probably they wanna look at the dancing a little bit but also just like oh you know how, how does it look on, on camera how do they like yeah. interact with a with dance partner and all, all of that sort of thing
1: it felt super awkward for me yeah, because fair. it was like so many people watching and
0: I was just like this <laughs> yeah.
1: isn't I feel like I'm doing a wee with the door open
0: you <laughs> <laughs> brilliant <laughs> strictly like doing a wee with the door open yeah um, obviously you got paired up with Gorka Gorka yeah and, Yeah. what was your just tell me about your experience on yeah
1: strictly. I mean it was good being paired with Gorka because I actually knew his girlfriend Gemma before mm. I knew him oh, okay. so she has a hair and makeup artist that I'm really good friends with mm. so I, although I didn't know him it was like nice he had a little bit of common ground Yeah. Um, I mean he's quite strict but I suppose that was good you yeah. Know? Um, but yeah it was a whole new world for me where I didn't really feel confident because whenever you go into anything new, it's like you're starting again. You know, it's like not not I'm not nervous on telly, but on telly dancing and, Mm. and doing something I'd never done. I've never been to stage school. Um, you know, I, I don't really dance at a wedding, you know, and, yeah. and that hasn't changed. So,
0: but it <laughs> not was, since Strictly, not no. No, like, oh, no. Let me show you my joke. <laughs> no, definitely not. No.
1: Um, so it was hard for me, but I suppose like I've learned in my life that it, it, when things get comfortable and easy, then you do have to move on and, mm. and try new things that might feel alien or uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Stacey loves you, by the way. Like she was so excited about me I mean, yeah, coming to see I mean, you today. For
1: me, her being on the year that I was on was a really good, positive thing because mm. I really, you know, get on with her. She's yeah. my kind of girl. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, So that that kind of actually made it a better experience. Yeah. Quite a few of the other um, celebrities, actually, I got on with quite well. So that was a positive thing. Yeah.
0: You know? Oh, good. That's, yeah. yeah. That's nice to hear. Stacy, Stacy when whenever your name comes up, she like, "I really like Katie. She's she's, she's <laughs> a really cool girl. I really like her. I really like her." I remember you, well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the first few weeks, I, I feel like, you know, so that sort of when their judges are really harsh and they're, you know, they're scoring it like from week one and two, they're just going in for it, you know, mm-hmm. like that's it's a two savage. out of ten, you know, yeah. like, like savage. And and it felt to me just like watching your journey on Strictly that, that there's like a couple of moments where you like a little bit frustrated with it, like in, in them early days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was a moment where I seem to remember you having a chat with Stacey, and and I think it was something like you'd you'd had a chat with your husband or something, and uh, and it's turned know, a
1: well, corner. Yeah. yeah, like you would be just alone with Gorka in the week rehearsing with no comparison, mm. and because I started from like nothing. You after like a couple of days rehearsing, you'd be like, I've really got this. This is great. Like, and for my ability, this is like progress. Yeah. And then you'd go on Saturday, and, and then they'd be like, No, this is crap. Oh my <laughs> god, this is so bad. Like, but when I'm alone, with no comparison, for me, it's quite good. And then it's like so demoralising. This yeah. is absolutely terrible. I'm terrible. You know. And, and then like hearing and affirming, you're terrible, and, and you want to be like, I know. And then it, it, it was like hard and a bit soulless. And then as like you said, as the time went on, it kind of like became OK and fun. And I, I always said this to Gorka, ironically, my best dance, maybe not by ability, but in terms of letting go and surrendering was when I got eliminated because I kind of enjoyed myself, not yeah. not, not because I knew I was going home, but just mm. it, it took me that long to let go and yeah. just like, just not care what people thought maybe. Yeah and stop going on Twitter, where really
0: passionate fans would be like, you have no
1: place on the ballroom floor. Oh, and I was like, okay, thanks, yeah. Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: there's definitely something in that, in that letting go. But you can't do that
1: shit away, because if no. it's not natural to you, it's not natural, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I know what you mean. I'm on one at the moment about um, letting go of, of the end result all the time, because right. that's the thing that stresses you out. Like, mm-hmm. So I read... Um, I read this book that everyone's been telling me to read for for so long called the power of now oh yeah i read that yeah, yeah. the to eckhart tolle is that name? don't make um, me pronounce that um, don't yeah, I? yeah yeah but, um yeah about um just if you're living in the past or living in the future that's what causes sort of anxiety if, if, if you're letting things in in, in the past yeah. sort of get hold of you too much or if you're thinking what's gonna happen in the future, that's where anxiety lives. Yeah, whereas and the past just, is depression, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whereas if you're just living in that moment and just focusing on on the thing itself and let go of all that stuff around it, like what Mary on Twitter's gonna say,
1: yeah,
0: um, then it's easier to just enjoy it. And I really felt that there was that moment from you where you ju- there was, where you just let go and, yeah. and just really seemed to enjoy what you were doing. And it was
1: nice in a way because although when I look back on that night, that was sort of the end of a journey. It was a nice end
0: mm.
1: of like, okay, I've enjoyed tonight. Like yeah. I've had fun and it's a good feeling. And we have like a saying in our house where every time something gives you anxiety or challenges you stop and say, can I change this? If the answer is yes, change it and stop going on about it. Yeah. If the answer is no, then what are you worrying about? Cause it's not going yeah. it, to worry is a total waste of time. Yeah. Like it just it's not productive it just steals all your energy and joy and keeps you really occupied doing absolutely nothing at all mm. you know so like i had a thing the other day I, it's a bit of a boring story but i basically put this post on instagram and people misinterpreted it and it ended up in this massive like thousands of comments of people going mental at me mm. and i was just like really stressed about it like all oh, these strangers think this about me but i didn't mean that then i was like I should just turn the comment section off on that post what who cares like i'm not challenging these people i've never met them so i just went into settings turned off comments and i was like oh that whole row doesn't exist anymore yeah great i've changed it you know yeah
0: i know but it's so difficult isn't it like like when someone has a pop on on social media when someone has a go on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and and you just but I'd go back and refresh right. and check
1: it, and I'd argue, and I'm like, what's yeah, the point?
0: Yeah, I they're know. never
1: going to agree with me. Yeah, so and yeah. now I sometimes just like for entertainment, I go back to that picture and look at it, lists, and I'm like, what a serene picture, of no <laughs> <Yeah>. no row. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, just let go of it, just just just
1: yeah, yeah, push it to one side. And nice yeah. when it is in your control, because actually I felt like this is giving me anxiety and making me feel bad. It's in my control. I've got the power to take the power back, so I'm going to.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's okay, you know.
0: Yeah. What's your relationship with, with social media? We were chatting, like, just before we started the podcast. <laughs> we yeah. We probably missed all the... I didn't record all the best bits that we were saying. Um, so, obviously, we've both got a love of podcasts. You've got a podcast mm. and, and, and I've got a podcast. What's the, what's the thing... What made you want to do the podcast?
1: Um, I think, like, sometimes in telly, I'll have, like, ideas and I'll pitch them to indies or to channels. And there'll be ideas I'm really passionate about and they might rely on it being relevant and current at that time. And then if it doesn't get commissioned, you're like, what a shame, because I really want to explore that. Mm. So with a podcast, you know, you can say, I really want to meet this person and explore this issue. Mm. And then it can happen in a week. Yeah, if they're free, you know. Yeah, and then it's it doesn't have to be as PC. It it doesn't have you. You can actually just be real, you yeah. know, and that editorial control and just yeah. I really like being able to use that platform in quite an honest and uh, raw kind of way, you yeah.
0: know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, just, I like the sort of long form style of it, where we're like yeah. us two can just sit and have a chat like this now, and it doesn't have to be right can we get that shorter in like a sound bite and and you know yeah. make it headline worthy yeah in, in any way there's like no agenda
1: just, and yeah, that, yeah yeah
0: yeah just have, uh, have a chat but like i feel like things are going more and more into that the um sort of social media online space with with everything and i keep being told like do more of this do more lives do do, do more instagram lives do do like a uh, you know w- once a week do an ask kevin on, yeah. on Instagram Live, or, or tell us what you're doing, like document, document, doc, document everything. And on one side, I can see the, the benefits of all that, are sort of building your brand and, you yeah, know, and in terms of promoting anything that you want to do. But on the other side, um, I'm quite a private person; don't always want to let everyone in. Yeah, so like, like I don't know, where do you sit with it?
1: Well, I try to separate work, personal, private stuff. You know, I think they're separate. But I think if your job is has some kind of platform and connection with strangers then that people like to see a little bit of personal but i've had i've made mistakes in the past of being boundary less and then it's been to my own detriment Mm. so one thing i've learned in therapy is to not feel embarrassed about putting boundaries in place and that people will respect you more and they'll learn what your boundaries are and that happens on social. Um, like I can't criticise social media because it's a good platform for me in terms of it's lucrative. Yeah. Like I, I can make money from social media. Yeah. I um, can reach people I care about and want to connect with who I might not be able to connect with otherwise.
0: Mm.
1: I can use it to put messages out there when I'm writing books and programmes for research as well. And also like some people that I've met. I'd never met anyone who'd had an acid attack until I used the internet and forums and social media. So, Oh, really? Yeah, I've never met anyone in my life walking down the street who's burnt, ever, never. You know, so it does connect, it it can help with isolation and connection. So there's lots of great things. But yeah, of course, like there's negative things. And I don't use social media to talk to the real people I know in my real life. Like, mm. they have my phone number, I don't even follow the people I know in real life, so it's very much, for me, a professional platform and, you know, and some people communicate and put under the thing, hey, do you want to meet up tonight? Like, I wouldn't use Facebook and things like that yeah. for that, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So maybe if this wasn't my job, I'm not sure I would have it at all. Yeah. Um, but it is my job, and it's great for my job, and I do enjoy it. So,
0: yeah.
1: and I'm frequent with my posting and stuff. Mm, mm. Um, but as long as it drains me, and I stop, you know, and recognise that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. You yeah. spread a lot of positivity on, on online.
1: Oh, I don't uh, know. Sometimes I'm a bit boring, and bit no, so I'm no, like, this not is at all. my salmon. <laughs> <laughs> this is my rice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I like it. You're very positive on online. What, one of the things I'm really interested in. Um, is that a book that you wrote is called Confidence? Yeah. Um, and when I'm, whenever I'm talking to you know any sort of artists, creatives, performers, you know or whatever people in the public eye, um, is it's often a big, it's often a big topic. You know, for me personally, it's something that I've always struggled with. That's
1: interesting because yeah. people would make assumptions that that's not the case if you're mm. in a in a world of being a performer. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, for, like with me, um, pe- people see me say on Strictly or whatever, and on Strictly, I can, I can be quite sort of... Um, argh, mm. quite manic, mm. um, but that's probably more nerves than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people assume i always is was, I was a confident person when actually, like, performing is probably my outlet mm. in, in terms of confidence. I can express myself that way because I'm not that great in just like a social situation.
1: Do you think it's like separate personas then?
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I can go. I can go and be whoever I want to be when I'm performing. Yeah. But when I'm just me, w- without that, um, in general, quite sort of um, yeah, quite shy. I guess I'm like I'm not yeah. brilliant in in social situations, and so it's really interesting to me the whole topic of of confidence. Um, if we, if we go right back to the start, like mm. so, when in in your career. You um you started out doing modelling, was it? like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was like, I had ambitions and aspirations. I wanted to, I guess, you know, I wanted to be famous and I did some kind of like catalogue modelling. Yeah. I worked on shopping telly and I remember I was like renting a bedroom in a shared house with other aspiring dancers, actresses, models. I think the rent was like 200 quid a month. And then we used to just go to like, the, we lived above a Chinese in like Golders Green. Okay. And then we'd go down to the buffet and it was like two pound, fill it all up with Chinese food and clam the lid on and that's how we would eat <laughs> like, and we, we literally were going to auditions all the time and we just made enough money to like go out drinking and pay our 200 pound rent like, and
0: like, like what would the auditions be for like, we
1: would do different things like there would be like clothing brands um other like satellite channels like channel 967 okay. at three o'clock in the morning selling cordless kettles on a diy channel um, yeah just anything we'd go through the stage we would go on Star Now yeah. we would meet people because there wasn't really big internet then and it mm. was like networking through other people and yeah, yeah and I suppose like for me, I was like, okay, well, I'm making enough money to get by, and I am technically on telly, even if it's at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the jewellery channel, selling tons a night. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just exciting. And, and
0: you'd see that as a positive thing, rather than, a, rather than, oh, I'm not getting where I need to go. Or,
1: no, I just, yeah, I mean, I was always, like, hardworking. I always loved being busy, and I was always, like, a thrill seeker, and, you know for me i didn't want to work in well when i was at college i worked in tesco so i was full time at college i worked in tesco in the evenings and the weekends and i loved that because i loved earning my own money mm. and i loved being independent mm. but it was that wouldn't have been enough for me you know for some people that's enough and that's fine but for me it's never enough because i've always like a really kind of like onto the next thing onto the next yeah. thing. and that's never really left me you
0: know yeah um, doing all these auditions for all these all these different things i'm guessing you would have faced a fair amount of rejection Um, Because that's what happens when you're doing a a lot of auditions. Like, at at the start, were you confident, like, as a young person, were you you confident? And then doing all these auditions, did that affect confidence?
1: Yeah, I think when I was that young, so we're talking, like, late teens, early 20s, the confidence was based on naivety and not a lot of life experience. Mm. So I remember just thinking, like, disease disability sickness that happens in films on the news never gonna directly affect me mm. especially in my 20s I'm invincible I can do whatever I want um, and probably leading quite a selfish life like you know all my goals and ambitions built all around myself mm. you know and that that was it and, and I came from a small village down in, in Hampshire and had moved to like the city the capital mm. of England yeah know. London like how exciting yeah um, Yeah. So I was sort of like confident in a naive way. And then then you're right. You go through this process of, oh, not everyone's going to love me like my mum does, because (laughs) I'm getting turned down in auditions. Like sometimes I'm getting feedback of I'm too short. Sometimes I'm not getting feedback and I don't know why. Sometimes you're getting false promises and then things that materialise. And then you get a bit more streetwise and thicker skinned and understanding the process. And Mm. you maybe don't take it as personal.
0: Mm. Maybe then rejection sort of helped in a way then.
1: Like, yeah, because like you feel yeah. steeliness about you. It's normal to get rejected in life. Yeah. It is actually okay and it yeah. is normal and you're not going to be for everybody. And I personally think it's important to be robust. Yeah. Says me who cried on Strictly week two.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but in some situations, like we will, of course we will face rejection and people are allowed to reject us. That's their prerogative, isn't yeah. it? Yeah
0: but were, were there moments where, where it was difficult or did you gain that quite quickly? Like, did did you get that sort of stealiness quite quickly or, or did you go through moments of,
1: oh, no? Oh, yeah, no. like, whenever you're trying to do something freelance that people can't really see and you have an ambition, you can go through stages of, like, I'm really doing this and I'm so glad I have pursued it to, what am I doing? I'm terrible at this, everyone's right, I should stop this, you know? Mm. And that's, like, that self-doubt, that inner commentary. And I think, no matter how successful you are, like you could be really busy and then you could be quiet and even if you financially plan for that you could still feel insecure mm. because like you know the most confident people who project that still have those insecurities and yeah, inadequacies yeah. but yeah i say this in a way when i look at my time of living in london I did become a little bit cold as well because like london life is a little bit like dog eat dog
0: yeah. who
1: are your real friends i'm not really sure who are your acquaintances yeah. who are your enemies you know so You'd, even in this industry, like you, you do have to be a little bit cold to survive.
0: Interesting. Yeah. OK. Um, and at this point, what, what was... Did you have a, a main thing in your head of, of what you wanted to be? Or was it just more about you just wanted to taste everything and be out there?
1: Um, I always wanted to be a TV presenter because mm. I always loved connecting with people, finding out about people. I was very curious. I liked to travel um, and I just was a very much a people person um and i just yeah i really wanted to experience that
0: and and then at one point obviously you were, you suffered a horrible at- attack mm-hmm. um you know things that like, i i can't even imagine like what what you must have gone through and then at that but how long was the was the sort of the point from you being attacked um and it's sort of well documented you know what 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 happened mm. how how long Did that process take of of from the point of you being attacked to feeling where you were back back on your feet again? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a it's a big question because
1: it happened to me twelve years ago in two thousand and eight, and medically it's a I have an operation next month for my nose because I have scar tissue in my septum that's making it difficult under like here in my sinuses. Oh, like, so it's
0: still ongoing. Yeah.
1: Right. And say I have internal damage in my esophagus that makes it difficult with swallowing certain foods. So medically, like when you have an extensive burn injury, it's kind of ongoing. Yeah. You, know, you just live with life changing injuries. Mm. Psychologically the same, like maybe you're in a really good place for a few years, then maybe something changes. And yeah. Like anybody's mental health, you know. Yeah. So it, it is just that, life-changing injuries, but I suppose mindset-wise, like, I really wanted to beat it, and I wanted the burn to live with me, not me to live with the burn. Mm. And that wasn't straight away, because that just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Like, I love the movement of being positive and optimistic, but I don't like it when it's like... Um, Unrealistic and makes other people feel bad for being negative because it's okay to be negative
0: yeah. and it's
1: okay to be angry and it's okay to be lazy because that's all like processing natural reactions to a situation and mm. I laid in bed for like a year and had agoraphobia depression I was on disability benefit job seekers allowance like mm. I think if I had woken up and been like super positive and ready to fight this I think that might have been more detrimental further down the line.
0: Mm. Um That's a really good point, actually, because yeah. the, there is a lot of talk about, you know, positivity and, you know, the positive mindset. Go out and, and achieve things and, and get what you want. Um,
1: Can't always do that. Yeah. Not so, if your life's being ripped apart in yeah. some way. Yeah. You know, no,
0: and, in, and in your case, in, in, a, in a very big way. And and.
1: Well, everyone's problem is relative. If you're yeah. hurting, like mm. you have to hurt. Yeah. You can't just, like, have this American kind of like, I'm okay, I'm positive, because yeah. it's weird, you know, like, so, yeah, it was difficult. But, yeah, after some time, like then I suppose I started to want to take control back because so much had been taken out of my hands. Mm. And then it was like a psychological thing of becoming the kind of master of my own journey and stuff. And. It was up, it was down, it evolved, things happened for good, for bad, you know, um, like anyone's journey, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Do do you remember, like, um, a moment of, because there must have have been moments um, where you would have, from the the path that you were on to to being a presenter, um, like, you must have thought, at some point, well, that's that's not going to happen now. Like it must yeah. have been like that's that's all gone now. Yeah. Um, and was there? Can you remember a specific moment when it sort of uh, when that shifted in your head of of like, do you know what? I'm going to go and make this happen. Or
1: I mean, I remember coming around from the coma, and I was blind, and I was like, well, the feedback used to be I was too short. Now I'm short and blind, <laughs> so there's definitely <laughs> not going to be. There's nowhere going forward from this. Um, and I suppose in a way, actually, to be honest, like with such serious injuries and not sure if actually you're going to live yeah. Your career isn't really at the forefront of your mind sure. at all. Like, and, and beauty isn't either. It's mm. like functionality, survival, yeah. um, all the other stuff, the legal case and that kind of thing. Um, and obviously like anyone that's been through any kind of legal case, civil or criminal, will know it takes like over a year. You know, mine took about a year and a half, right. so when that finally happened and they were sentenced, that was a moment of clarity of they're gone for now, let's begin life now, yeah. you know, so that that was like a turning point of like a room to breathe and feel slightly free and, and start trying to move forward. Um, but there was never a day where I was like, oh, I'm a presenter again or I'm a presenter now, it, hmm. because in the beginning i was like observationally filmed as the subject you know so not really as mm-hmm. the presenter and then opportunities evolved things happened but it was through talking about actuality it wasn't like an auto cue or a script or anything like that mm. until one day you're like i'm financially independent um i'm i don't have to rely on anyone and i can turn things down that i don't want to do and i can do the things i love and Oh, I might buy a handbag oh, like, <laughs> yeah. and then it ha- and then you're like, Oh, right. But, but then going back to that whole freelance thing, I never get too comfy because I'm just like, This is quite a fickle world. You can be hot property, then you can yeah. be irrelevant, and you can be doing a great job, and you don't get renewed. And so, I never fully submerge myself into I'm a presenter and I'm successful because uh-huh. I never really feel like that, you know. Yeah. So, that's why
0: all the, the all the different stuff that you do as well is like like um, diversifying it all, it all so you've got lots of different...
1: I will never put all my eggs in one basket ever again. No way. Mm. Because the fragility of life has been shown to me at 24, you yeah. know, and the, the pursuit that I was on relied heavily on my appearance and that's why somebody thought that if they took that away from me they would be destroying everything I was. Right, right. So it's a lesson learned for me, like... To develop lots of different skills, to, to do lots of different things, and to spread myself, not to the detriment of being exhausted, mm. although that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> says me going horse, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it is important not, and it can be like an arrogance kind of of like, oh, I'm doing really well in this, and this is all I need to do. Like, I, I'm yeah. not sure that's the good strategy.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm constantly aware of it because I've because I've been a dancer for so long and doing you know strictly come dancing. But I think you but, spread
1: yourself more than any of the other pros.
0: Oh, uh, I well, I'm trying my best to. Like, like I agree with you on all of this, and I think mm. it's important to explore as much as possible and do other things and, and uh, yeah don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah because there, there will come a point at, at some point where I'm not a dancer on Strictly Come Dancing anymore right. like when I'm 60 years old I'm not going to be a dancer on Strictly Come Dancing yeah. you know? everything <laughs> so, ends yeah 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 so, so I'm constantly aware of it uh, of you know make make sure that there's that you're doing stuff you're not just relying on yeah, yeah on, on this one basket
1: like, I don't know if this is a sad statement or just practical, but I'm always preparing for the end. Okay. It's just deep, yeah. but I don't mean that negatively. No. I don't ever want to be in a vulnerable position where someone's like, we're not doing this with you anymore, and I'm like, but it's my everything.
0: It, yeah. You
1: shouldn't ever put yourself in that position, in relationships, yeah. in in professional, personal, you know?
0: Mm. No, no, I, I, I get it, yeah. That I helps don't... with
1: confidence. Yeah. Because you never feel... Um, vulnerable so you feel confident in your positioning yeah you don't have to compromise your morals or beliefs you know yeah because you've got other shit going on yeah exactly
0: yeah always leave yourself with something else it's mm. not like yeah you're right like that that, that one one thing's going to be taken away and then that's it the whole thing and it's western
1: culture of like maybe like my generation or older is like this is you this is your label this is your job this is it Mm. like you're trained as a hairdresser, you're a hairdresser now that's it Mm. and it's like the younger generation the millennials i want to say they call it the slashers but i think that's slang for doing away (laughs) (laughs) they call it like you know where it's like i'm this slash this slash this because younger generation do lots of different things and they don't have to say like oh i can't do that because i'm this Mm. like you can do all these things and be really good at You know, and if you're not good at them, you go and do a course and you learn them and you develop and you and you try them out and you get mentored and you don't just go to college and then stay an admin forever because that's all you've ever done. Yeah. Because lots of people feel like that, that kind of failure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's
1: not really a shameful thing, failing.
0: No and that's important for people to hear and 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 but also like what you said about um just go and take a course in something just go and learn yeah. how how to do it Cause, because I think that's the thing with a lot of people they go like you know oh I'd I'd love to write a book yeah. but then they go but, oh but I can't write that's not me you know and they put themselves immediately yeah, yeah they immediately yeah. put themselves in that position of like oh I I could never do that yeah and it's like just maybe just go and try it or yeah. or start you know learn about it go go and do a course yeah because um, even
1: if it didn't work out, you'd still gain life experience. Mm. Wouldn't be a you wouldn't be at a loss,
0: mm. you know. Yeah. So uh, so back to where where were we? <laughs> now 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 you're sort of you're you're getting back on on your feet, and you're you're making these documentaries mm. um, about your situation. You said sort of filming the actuality of it, and it's all sort of taking shape. Um, but then. You also got to a place where you sort of making your your own stuff as well. It wasn't, you know, yeah. you weren't just a contributor in, in, in yeah. someone else's...
1: So it progressed in yeah. that way. yeah.
0: Was, was that you, how does that happen? Was that you pitching ideas to people? Did they come to you or...?
1: So in the beginning, I just thought with Channel 4, I was, I was the subject, there was the programme, that was that. And then they came to me and said, oh, we want to do more stuff, let's formalise it mm. when you're in an exclusivity with the channel. Mm. And I was like great i never expected that that was good for my self-worth as well yeah you know when people who work with you believe in you it gives you like that that boost um and then they were like what are you passionate about what do you care about what do you enjoy reading about what do you listen to on the radio
0: yeah
1: and then it and then i'd go to them with ideas they'd come to me um and yeah it was a great opportunity and that that was like a pinch me moment of Mm. like wow, I can I can buy a house, I can pay my mortgage, and yeah. it's doing stuff I love. Like, you know, yeah. I used to work at Tesco, which I did kind of love, like, it was good fun. Mm. I, but this was like, amazing thing, especially when I thought just normality was over for me, let alone opportunity.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, so, so, like, I, I like what you said about just, Doing what, you, doing what you love as well, uh, 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 but that's a good thing for confidence like that. Yeah. I keep wanting to come back to that subject of confidence of, of just like heading towards something that you care passionately about because, um, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people go, go through life just thinking, I'm doing, I'm doing this now you know and, and, yeah. th- and this, this is me and, I, and I'd love to do something like that you know oh, I'd love to do something over there but but it's that that's never going to be me and, and, and I'm stuck doing this whereas you, it feels like you sort of got into a situation where it was like actually what do I care about and, and you really got in touch with that
1: yeah and like we're obsessed with like identity and like we introduce ourselves in our culture with like name and then our occupation
0: yeah
1: and if we don't then that's the first question so what do you do and <laughs> yeah. it's like really and it has to be a one answer thing you know it's really mm. weird so like for a long time all i did was like learn to swallow uh try to rebuild my like eyelids so i could blink and go to physio yeah. I, I mean for like years yeah. you know so i would dread any situation where people are like well what do you do because i'd be like just try and survive. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But it was like the wrong terminology of to say nothing because I was I was like rebuilding my life, you know, and all this obsession around identity and status and what we bring and what we don't bring and what we contribute. And it made me kind of realize well, I can do anything I want and bring anything I want and to at any level. It doesn't have to be to a superior level. And if I can create passive income, other streams of income then i can do things for free that i love
0: yeah and
1: like, like my my charity and i do that voluntary but sometimes some things that you do for free you might monetize eventually like when i set up my podcast yeah that was very much a passion project with no budget yeah but but now it's monetized and right. that wasn't strategic it just gained um you know viewers and then gained sponsorship mm. so Things that have to start off being a big success, they don't have to, yeah. you know, they don't, just do them anyway, yeah. you know, and see what happens. Just go out so. and
0: do stuff, like, don't yeah. over-focus on the the end result of what are people going to say or how's this going to be
1: And the label, received. yeah. Yeah, the
0: label, yeah.
1: Like, people would, like, years ago, like, people knew of burn survivors that were military background and yeah. had been to war, been to Iraq, like, If I'd have said to you, I got burnt 12 years ago, if I'd have said to you when I I was like, just been burnt, oh, I'd like to be the face of a shampoo advert. Oh, I'd like to dance in Strictly in a sequin suit. People would just be like, you're disabled. Like, it's not going to happen. You know, like, you're not in the public perception of beauty. You're not going to be on a magazine cover. Like, you need to stop this. Like, that's deluded. That would have really been the response from the people that actually cared about me because they wouldn't want me to hurt myself. But it's completely different now. Yeah. Because, like, who are you or who am I to say that? Like, it's just an opinion. Yeah. It's just an, we could just go to a gallery together and have a completely different opinion of the art.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Yeah, so... But then you just have to, like, exercise that and put that out there and
0: yeah. see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? what, but what I... I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit, but, like, what I really love about it is is that it doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like sort of you you turn around one day and 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 got into a zone of i'm going to prove everyone wrong and and i'm going to take on the world it was literally just you had to do what you had to do to survive yeah and then just step by step took it from there like right what do i want to do i'm going to start
1: organically kind yeah
0: trying to do that just really focusing in on exactly what you what you valued and wanted in life.
1: Yeah. And also, like, thinking, what's the worst that can happen? It's already happened.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? You know yeah. when things
1: are really bad and you're like, well, I've got nothing to lose. That's quite a great place to be. So people think rock bottom's really bad. It's yeah. not, because you've got nothing to lose. So it's great. It's a good starting point, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And, like, sometimes, like, people always attach the word to me, like, inspirational. Mm. And I, I think, oh, no, it's a... um. It's a detrimental pedestal. It's a facade because individuals aren't super people and like, oh well, that's an inspirational person. That's why they did X, Y, and Z. We're all the same, and we all have different levels of determination in us and resilience. But we all have like that human spirit. And unfortunately, until things are really bad, you don't exercise it because why would you? Mm. You know, if things are going really well, you don't really need to exercise it. So it's not about being an inspirational person. You're like backed into a corner. And you don't want to give up. So you call on those qualities because we don't really have a choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's not about being... in. It might inspire other people's plight, but you're not any better than the next person because if they got pushed into that corner, they'd probably operate on a similar level.
0: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know
1: that thing, I don't know how I'd cope if my partner died. I don't know how I'd cope if I lost my job. Yeah. You're like, no, you just would.
0: Yeah, you just do what you have to. You'd have to. You just, you just do what you've got to do.
1: Yeah, and of course you don't know because you haven't been put in that position.
0: Yeah, and you and you were just put in that position. You you just sort of backed into that corner, and it became it became about I've just got to do what I need to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, as opposed to just as a, a, a what I'm what I'm trying to get at is is like because you You said to me before this podcast came on is, is people just think that um people in the public eye or you know or famous people you know or actors singers dancers you know presenters uh, whatever are just naturally confident people yeah and um and and uh, and like you say people will will say that you're inspirational, and I think everyone would assume that you 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 are know, this very together sort of confident person mm.
1: yeah, it's life experience it's character building yeah. And I think with age comes confidence because you go through different things and you realise what you can recover from, Yeah. so you develop resilience, so when I developed levels of resilience it left me confident that whatever happens I can move forward, like things can be quite traumatic and not what we wanted or expected, mm. but we can get through them and that leaves you feeling quite self-assured and confident. and. I don't think it really exists. Somebody who's confident in all areas of their life. Mm. So like when I did Strictly, I'm working in the corporate world as an after dinner speaker. So I don't know, go to this city, to like JP Morgan, talk to all these like bankers in a room of hundreds of people. And I'm really at ease doing that because I'm doing it regularly.
0: Yeah
1: came to Strictly and were, just... Were
0: you, the first time you did it, were you, were you at ease doing it or were you no, scared? No, in, in the
1: beginning I was like crapping myself. Yeah. You know, but then it became like every few, uh, you know, a couple of times a week for years and years. So it okay. became normality. Yeah. Then when I had to dance with Just Gorka one to one with no one in the room, just rehearsing, I felt so embarrassed and unconfident. Yeah. And it was just like that transition of like you could talk to an arena of people, but then you can't dance with a guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. So you, you, and then like on, my, I remember my first Saturday, because you'd meet all the dancers in there like casual wear. Hmm. And the first Saturday, everyone's got like their crop tops uh, with sequins, their six packs then they cut and you're like oh my god who are these people like what? oh my god i need to go in a cupboard and die like what is like <laughs> but then then you'd go home and be confident in other areas of your life so it's just like you're never across the board like linear super confident in everything you
0: know yeah, yeah. But
1: that, i just feel like that's normal
0: so one of the questions that um because i put out on twitter like you know that i was going to be chatting to you on the podcast and 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 someone went how can i how can i get my friend to be more confident though they've got some friend who's obviously like not mm. you know so having having struggles with confidence so I, I don't know like i mean where do you start obviously you don't know the, know the person but like would one of them things to say to them be you know that there must be one area that you're confident confident in like yeah one, one thing that you know is your area that, that you can that you're good at yeah that you're good at or that you yeah, bring that you know. to the table yeah and, yeah
1: and also i think you have to look at what is Lack of confidence—that what's it associated with? I think it's associated with embarrassment and Mm. shame, and it's not about you; it's about the people around you. Mm. So, like, I was embarrassed on Strictly because I couldn't dance, and what did Jeff from Leeds think about me on Twitter? Mm. But like, if I really analyse that, like, there are going to be people in a dancing competition that are at different levels or who can't dance, and really, what Jeff from Leeds on Twitter thought about me isn't really relevant, like, long term. So that was like other people's shame and embarrassment. So it's kind of like really look at your life saying, who am I living for? Because one day you could step out into the street and look what happened to me, you yeah. know? So if we're spending all our life like appeasing other people, it's, it's actually quite a pointless existence. Yeah. So sometimes like with confidence just becomes that lack of like, just, I, just, I don't care anymore. And it, that's quite liberating, you know? Yeah.
0: And you did say that like, like when, you, when you're sort of in, in our sort of career of being in, in, in the public eye and also like living in London you have to be like a little bit cold you, yeah. you said earlier but how do you how do you balance that before I, it was like asking for a friend now I'm asking for me because <laughs> like, um, I've, I've been one of these people where I, I, I do feel like I've lived a lot of my life just been nervous of not pleasing other people you That's know hard. Um, yeah just like I, I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't want to um, upset anyone mm. um, or whatever, and um, and I feel like there's there's certain people sort of in. Let's even just take Strictly that there, there, there's certain people on on Strictly that in a social situation, very confident, life and soul of the party. And if there's something wrong, if if you know they haven't got the the right shoes there at that point they don't worry about about going oh can someone bring the right shoes over here? Da, 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 you yeah, know assertive, like, yeah, yeah yeah assertive can can you um can you go over them could you do this please could you do this interview to to camera no i'm not doing that
1: yeah yeah you
0: know there's some people l- like that and and it's sort of fine i'm not saying it's a bad thing that they're doing i'm yeah. saying it it sort of works for them and it's, it's their and, and it's and it's fine yeah. i feel like I I would, for example, spend a lot of time worrying about rocking the boat, or you mm-hmm. know, like saying something wrong or upsetting someone. So, so I'm uh, I've become very much a sort of people pleaser, and then think there'll there'll be a time when you think, oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna not live like that. Actually, I need to sort of just think about what I want, and not worry about uh, uh, other people, and then the one time you go, like, actually, no, 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 if it's all right, I'm not going to do that interview over there. Mm. And suddenly it seems like this massive thing.
1: The weight's lifted, though, don't you think? (laughs) Politely saying no is quite empowering.
0: Yeah, but then I also, like, worry about, like, it suddenly seems this massive thing, Mm -hmm. that like, oh, Kevin said no. And suddenly, it seems a lot harsher than it would coming from the other person. Yeah. Like, how, how do you? How do you? I guess how do you balance being cold? Because you're not a cold person at all. You're, do you
1: think I'm not? Some people say I, I am. I
0: wouldn't. Have, well, my experience of you is not at all. Like, like I would. I, yeah. w- I would say a, a really warm person. I've got colder. So
1: basically, I didn't. My charity was my sole focus, and I worked at it at a very basic level of answering every email, answering every phone call, never saying no to anybody going meeting everybody that came yeah. in. And also lack of experience in a corporate world. You know, I'd never worked in an office, I'd never yeah. run a charity, I'd never I'd never loaded a stapler, you know. <laughs> like literally I'd never done a desk job, yeah. right? And it was always like, Oh, lots of people help me and I mustn't turn it I mustn't turn anyone away. And then I kind of had a bit of a breakdown where I was like, I'm taking on everyone's problems and mm. I'm not a psychologist and mm. you know, I'm like tired and I don't have a personal life, I don't have a relationship and like this Is consuming me, and I've made so much psychological progress, and I'm getting re triggered, re traumatized. And I ended up having a very problematic relationship with alcohol as a, an anesthetic and mm. as a coping mechanism. <clears throat> and I just was like, This is wrong that like, I came this far to not get this far, like you know. And yeah, so I, I changed that about myself and put in boundaries. And yeah, people didn't like it at first because they're like, well, You never say no to me, that's rude, and why not? You yeah. always do that. And I'm yeah. like, Yeah, well, I I I am saying no now, so you know, and just had to like go through that, and then I became a mum, and and it's two girls that I have, and I don't want my daughters to do things to feel polite, to compromise like that. You know, that icky feeling of Mm -hmm. violation when you did, and then you're like, I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to talk about that. I didn't really want to do that. Yeah, I I did that. I don't want my daughters to do that to themselves because I've done that to myself yeah and i want them to be able to politely go i appreciate you want to know that about me but i don't want to disclose that and Mm. i would love to see them strong enough to do that and they won't be able to do that if their mum doesn't do it yeah so you start living your life for them and all the mistakes you made as an adult you're like i gotta stop those because i don't want my kids to do that and it's a different world that they're living in it's a very accessible world it's a lot of technology there's a lot of horrible people out there as well as some great people you know so yeah that that sort of helps you be horrible <laughs> basically so yeah but then it's, there's being cold and there's being warm and it's like it's choosing who deserves your coldness and who deserves your warmth <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. maybe yeah. you know
0: there you go yeah well that's that's so interesting because i went through something similar in in that like I was very much uh, a people pleaser and worried about what everyone thinks of me and and you know everything has to be sort of nice and there can't Mm. be anything going wrong and you can't upset anyone no I don't I don't I don't I don't want to go to that thing but I don't want to upset that person so I'm going to go to that thing I don't want to yeah I don't want to be rude I don't want to be that guy um so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do whatever they want and Mm -hmm. and and then just you find yourself living like that and then but when but when you live in for everyone else's sort of opinion all the time yeah it it's like a house of cards isn't it because suddenly yeah. if someone anyway goes um goes like. well i don't like you you know, you know. It's, it's soul destroying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you do end up a bit resentful and a bit like, yeah, a bit, you know, you just get, yeah, I mean, you'll never achieve the what you set out to do anyway, because you'll never have everyone agree of you like you. You'll never not upset people. So it's it's literally a recipe for disaster. And yeah. then you, you're just empty all the time. You yeah. know, so, but yeah, there's still that line of like not just being selfish, self serving, and arrogant. Mm. You know, I guess you have your core belief system and you operate from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: like yeah. there's people that I would always help and always want to work with and always do things with through my charity because yeah. that's at my core kind of spine of everything. Yeah. But, you know i can't help every single person that ever scratched their arm on the oven because like you know it's just not realistic and i've got my own marriage i've got my own kids and they need me too Is my yeah. you know so yeah
0: yeah i feel like i'm getting there like i'm getting <laughs> better at it but i need i need to get to where you are so. I you, I, I
1: know, I, i'm still not fully there i still ha- you know i still do things and i'm like oh god it's just, it goes back to confidence the confidence to say when to say no when to say yes and to know yourself i suppose yeah
0: yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah but that's what you said you have to work out your own sort of core set of beliefs yeah. and values
1: and building and like build from there yeah like building time for yourself like i'm sure being on strictly you must get it all the time where you're like hi my nan's cousin's cat has one eye and would love to mm. meet you because yeah. you're on strictly and then, yeah yeah and then you're like oh poor cat okay well it is in april and it's now february i'll commit to that april comes down and you're like." why am i going up to dundee to meet someone's one-eyed cat (laughs) i wish i'd never promised i'm so busy i'm so tired i haven't eaten a cooked meal for a week i need to go home and wash all my socks and, and, and so now i'm like i have to build in that time just to go home and do my washing and just watch telly yeah because i can't visit everyone's one-eyed cat
0: yeah you know? i really hope my mum's listening to this Oh, really? because my mum's the she worst a for it cat, No, no, but <laughs> she's the worst for it is because people contact if they can't get through my agent or mm-hmm. whatever or, or i haven't replied to something on instagram yeah. or, or whatever they'll my mum Really enjoys like Facebook and stuff. So they'll get to my mum on Facebook and say, "I've got this thing, you know, um, I'm opening a shed in my back garden. Yeah. I have built it myself, and and I'd really love Kevin to come and, you know, he's I've seen that he's in the area on that day because yeah. he's on tour that day, and and your mum signs the
1: contract, <laughs> and my mum will
0: tell him, oh, I'll speak to him, and, yeah. then, and, then, and then suddenly I'm committed to turning up to like open this guy's shed, or yeah." Something. And, yeah, and and but when I say to my mum, mum, I can't do everything. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I, I can't, um, I can't reply to absolutely ev- everyone mm-hmm. that's ever sent me a message or or, or turn up to to the, these things as much as I'd love to. It's so overwhelming to. as well. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and my mum will go, oh, it do you know what you're there it would take you 10 minutes Uh, it would take you (laughs) 10 minutes to go there like it's it's not 10 minutes though is it mom it's like it's not
1: that at all yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i I actually think sometimes that's another thing trying to make other people understand your situation is kind of equally as draining and they probably never will yeah you know so we can try and be like respectful and understanding of one another and you know there's a lot of talking about being kind and stuff at the moment and you don't have to understand somebody to, like, fully get them. You just need to step back and have compassion and empathy mm. for what maybe you don't understand. Mm. And and don't make a decision or a judgment because there's lots of things we don't know about people we understand about them, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. We don't have to know. We don't have to... Draw a conclusion under that person. Yeah. Just back off. Yeah. yeah. Stop booking the <laughs> shed visits, like <laughs> mum.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, first of all, when it comes to the books, do do you sit down and just write your own books, or do you have a writer that helps with that process? Or so
1: the first ever book um, was lots of rejections. So that was like my psychologist told me to write like my deepest darkest thoughts, to yeah. kind of unburden them, and not to put everything on my parents. And it kind of started off in chronological order. Then it would skip things, and it was like a And then I turned it into like a manuscript, because again, I was unemployed, I had nothing to do every day. Mm. And I had to type in like font 40, because my um, eyesight was so bad, I had this old Toshiba laptop, and it was like six words on one page, font 40, writing Uh away. And then I I sent off this like rough outline of, I don't know, like three, four hundred pages of like my life and what happened. And I wasn't anybody I hadn't done the documentary then, and so people would either write back a template rejection letter or just I'd never hear back and Every Friday, I would go to the post office, send off more manuscripts to publishers, and then after I did the documentary, then one publisher wrote back, and I said, "Oh yeah, you're that guy off the program. we'd like to offer you a publishing deal." Yeah. but it wasn't particularly like financially lucrative, but okay. it was it was a publishing deal you yeah. know so that was it. And then it went to number one, Sunday Times bestseller, yeah. it, it translated to 32 different countries, languages I can't speak, countries I've never been to. Um, and then I got approached from all different publishing houses and I was able to pick then and, and, and negotiate a good financial deal. And then that was an autobiography and then move into a space of self-help. affirmations Uh, and then (coughs) later later (coughs) on like years down the line another autobiography then into audiobooks and then it became more of a strategic career Um, Mm. and yeah I've written I've written with ghostwriters in the past I've written with self-help I have written with psychologists okay I've written myself and then um, over email just worked with an editor where you send the manuscript backwards and forwards I wrote a parenting book with my mum which was hilarious because she's a school teacher so we would write like our own account of like what happened to me my childhood motherhood her journey and then we'd send it to each other and I'd send her this really emotional like manuscript and be like this is my chapter 7 what's your chapter 7 what's your version of it and then she just like back, being like six books in and your spelling is horrific. I'm like, Mum, I've just like spilled my guts out about what it felt like when I found out you had cancer. She's like, oh, yeah, well, well, I just think you need to use apostrophes more.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've,
1: I've written in lots of different ways. And even when I don't have a deal, I like to write anyway for myself. Okay. Yeah. It helps me like process information. It helps me put things into perspective. And, yeah, I like to read as well. So it's always been something that I yeah. find...
0: Useful, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read your confidence book. You don't need it. Uh, I think I do. Really? Yeah. Do you think yeah. so? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, what am I saying? I'm at, Everyone good needs good to dip in on that. and out. I was yeah. like the worst PR for my book, wasn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need it. Like,
0: um, I'm, I'm good at putting on a front. Yeah. But, um, but, but
1: even me, when I go and do publicity and I think, oh, God, I better reread the book. And I reread it and I think, well, yeah, I needed to hear that. And actually, sometimes it, a lot of it is like, obvious but then you need to hear it you know it's about hearing you only ever hear your negative inner commentary of like I'm gonna mess it up I'm stupid it was my fault like we never really play positive commentary naturally we have to go into self-help we have to go into affirmations we have to keep affirming it because it just never naturally plays I don't know why
0: that's really true I've never thought of that yeah yeah
1: Maybe actually, maybe for Giovanni it naturally plays.
0: Giovanni, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he only <laughs> he hears how brilliant he is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Often, like that, that sort of that little voice on our, you know, that voice in our head or the little voice on our shoulders, as we say, yeah. like, like, is always going. You're going to mess this up, or yeah, yeah. This is you're not going to be good enough for this. The yeah, only it's, time it's the positive,
1: hand. like, any time I really get positive commentary is when I've done an ultimate high. So, like, say you win Strictly, then Mm. you'd get the oh, I I was good at this, great, but you you have to get the extreme high to get the positive commentary. Yeah. Whereas if the negative just happens before you've even tried, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. We need to switch that around and get that little positive talker on the go.
1: How did you feel when you won Strictly? You've, you've won it before, though, haven't no, you? No, I only won that, it once. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. How did it feel?
0: Yeah, I mean, amazing. It was a massive shock. I cried <laughs>
1: watching. Did you? <laughs> yeah, because like, although like I was no longer in it, we'd all met on day yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the people I started yeah, with. And like, yeah, yeah. Like. I
0: think because it just... It, it actually, a lot of people don't believe this when, when, when I speak to them, but for us it was genuinely unexpected. Of course, Because we yeah. thought that um, we thought that Joe and Diane were gonna win. Yeah. And, um, and I've, I've often told this story, but, but um, Stace um, had a little moment in the week of the final where I'd never seen her. And, and that, it's interesting, cause Stace is a very confident person. Yeah. Um, but on the, the week of the final, that confidence really dropped.
1: Yeah, I get uh, that though. I really yeah. saw
0: it drop. And, and her thing that she said to me was, um, I, I feel like a spare part in this final. Mm -hmm. That was where the the insecurity was coming from, is how she was being perceived in that final. Like, what the people were going to think, because she was saying, you know, there's Ashley Roberts and Faye from Mm -hmm. Steps, who are just, she was like, they're amazing. They're Mm -hmm. just brilliant dancers. And I'm never going to be able to dance like them, too. They're bringing the dancing. Joe is probably going to win, because everyone loves him. He's amazing. He's gone on a a journey as well, where just, like, you know... um, he's probably going to win so I feel like I'm just a bit of this like spare part um, but that's
1: why it's so great that you did win because I think it showed her that actually everyone was behind us she was as worthy as the next person yeah and it's a, it's it's a great life lesson for us all you know
0: yeah but then I had a moment of like it, we got to the after party and I had this real moment of um all right that's that's that then
1: yeah, weird, right? Like, this strange
0: like, feeling. Yeah. Like, I, it's a moment that I dreamed about for quite a few years. Like, what would it be like to one day win Yeah, on Strictly, to win the glitter ball? And I thought it would be this moment of, like, because I've, I've been in four finals before that and not one, so yeah. I, I thought it would be this moment of... a later like, yeah. You know, and sort of in, in the moment it happened, it was. But then an hour later, I was... Okay, that's that then. Yeah, that's your purpose. Like um, you've yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah, what do I do now? Mm. And um and I just sort of I left the the after party really early went home and had a cup of tea, watched Match of the Day. Uh,
1: yeah, isn't right, it weird? <laughs> it was yeah. so
0: odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was such a strange feeling.
1: Well, this is like Tyson Fury and, you know... Yeah, exactly.
0: Just, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched that uh, programme about Tyson Fury. Yeah, I love um, him. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, extreme highs, extreme lows. Yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah. And that thing of, of that being his whole... What you said saying about putting your eggs in one basket, mm. his whole purpose was to become world's heavyweight champion. And then it happened and then he just fell apart. Yeah, and hard for his wife and his kids yeah.
1: supporting him and yeah. Yeah. I really admire him though, that, that yeah, the fight I was did. great. Yeah, it was like, amazing, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, and him like you, you know, came from that point where it was like backs to the wall. Yeah. And now I've got to do what I've got to do.
1: And he did, he delivered.
0: And so he delivered. Yeah. And so did you. And oh you my god, into, I love the
1: comparison. And you were, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, you're the female. You've got so Tyson. much in common, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that probably feels like a good Wait place it. to start. Yeah. There's loads I am Tyson, more I could... I am the
1: female Tyson Fury, that's... A good yeah, yeah, yeah. Ending Katie the Piper, podcast.
0: the female Tyson Fury. Gypsy <laughs> <Jesse> Queen! <laughs> yeah. There's loads more that I could have asked you, and I'm sure I've missed out like half of my notes that I made, but... Um, what am I going if... to ask you now? Oh, like, what did I you have for you lunch. Like, yeah, like... knobs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, I enjoyed it. I yeah, I really hadn't... enjoyed it too, yeah. It was, yeah. There's so much brilliant stuff in there, and yeah. I want to learn more from you, I'm going to read your book.
1: Oh, no, I'm (laughs) always learning too, so yeah. yeah.
0: There's loads more I could have asked you actually, but um, yeah, thank you for an, an amazing chat.